people are called by God in our readings this Sunday. First Samuel, and then Simon, who becomes Peter. But what's interesting in their being called by God, one directly, one through Jesus, is what they accept when they are called. Samuel, when he's called by God and finally realizes that it's God and not Eli calling him, says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And Simon, by being called Peter and choosing to follow Jesus, accepts to become a disciple, a disciple who belongs to a rabbi. Samuel, a servant who belongs to the master, and Peter, a disciple who belongs to the rabbi. They accept in being called to belong to somebody other than themselves. And we hear this in St. Paul's reading today as well. He says, your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, which are given to you by God. You are not your own. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. But in a time and in a society where independence is glorified and everything is about freedom, does this idea of belonging to someone other than ourselves, belonging to someone else, does that even seem like a positive idea? Or does it sound more like being chained to something or imprisoned by an idea or a way of life? How does belonging to God bring good things instead of just burden and responsibility on our life? Well, we actually do the same thing in life, or at least some of you do have, will, in marriage. In marriage, one spouse chooses to belong to another, and the other accepts them to belong to them. What do I mean? Listen to the vows that a couple exchanges when they get married. This is what the husband would say. I, Joseph, take you, Mary, to be my wife. I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, to love you and to honor you all the days of my life. And the wife, standing present and listening to those vows, accepts to belong to her husband. And then immediately after, the inverse is done. And the wife speaks those same words to her husband, accepting his gift of wanting to belong to her, and in that, accepting to be faithful in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, and to love and honor all the days of their life. A husband and a wife choose to belong to one another because they realize, they acknowledge that belonging to someone else is greater than just belonging to themselves. And there's a beautiful little short verse from the Old Testament that ties that image that we see in marriage and what God desires with us from the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon. It says, my beloved is mine, and I am his. In the Song of Solomon, in the Song of Songs, we hear this 
love story between two people and them looking and finding for each other and being married and united. And the one spouse says, my beloved is mine and I am his. But the reason that that book is in the scriptures is because it's also acknowledged as the love story between God and his people. My beloved is mine and I am his. We belong to God. We are not our own. And that begins on the day of our baptism. One of the feasts that we didn't quite get to celebrate fully this year because of where the epiphany landed, unless you came to Mass this past Monday, was the baptism of Jesus. And in the baptism of Jesus, what occurred to me this year, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but what makes us belong to our parents? We belong to our parents through our genes. That's what makes us children of our parents. Whether they're good parents or bad parents, whether that parent was never even in the picture, they're still our parents because we carry a part of them in us through our genes. Well, from the day of our baptism, we carry a part of God in us. In baptism, we are given a gift of God's Spirit. St. Paul says, we become a temple of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we belong to him. And the full initiation into the church as Catholics begins with baptism, but is only completed when we receive the Eucharist and are confirmed. So if you haven't been confirmed, come and see me after Mass. But the full initiation into the church is baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. And one of the traditions in the church that we've kind of lost is that in confirmation, you take a confirmation name. So that just like Simon is named Peter when he becomes a disciple of Jesus, we take a name at confirmation, acknowledging that I belong to him. It's not just my own life that I live, but I live my life in Him. And it changes who I am. But the beauty of our Christian faith is that we are not belonging to God like Samuel, who is a servant to the Master. We're not even belonging to God in the way that Peter belonged to Jesus as disciple of the rabbi. We belong to God as sons and daughters of the Father. This is how we belong to him. This is why St. Paul, today describing this sin of fornication, why it's such an egregious assault on who we are. Fornication, adultery. What it is, is it's pretending to belong to somebody that we don't belong to. See, Chastity for a Christian is not just for those who aren't yet married. Chastity is our way of being. One way of understanding chastity as a Christian is single-mindedness, purity of intention. And so when we choose to belong to someone, we are single-minded to them. We have a pure intention of our whole heart, mind, and being 
to them. So to be chaste for someone who is not married is to be single-minded to God and God alone. To be chaste when you're married means to be single-minded to God through your spouse. And so any fornication, any adultery is to pretend like I belong to someone else because of this intimate act. How do we pretend to belong to someone else, something else, rather than the one that we belong to? This is what we are given. We are not our own. We belong to him. And how is that a gift? Well, if we belong to God, then what is criticism when we have a loving and merciful God who we belong to? A criticism from another means nothing in the context of knowing that we are loved by God. If we belong to God, what is a moment of intense temptation when we feel overwhelmed by it? when we know that we have a God who has conquered sin and death for us and in us? What is a moment of loss of something or someone when we belong to God who promises us eternity? Belonging to God is the heart of the Christian life. And when we hold on to that idea and to that truth of who we are, that we belong to Him, we are not our own, then it conquers everything that is a struggle in our life. I'm not trying to mitigate the struggles of life. It doesn't magically make hardship go away. But it gives us a promise. It gives us something to belong to that's bigger than ourselves. Because we know that in the the vows of marriage, it's not a perfect fulfillment of those vows. Husbands and wives are not faithful in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, and love and honor each other every day, all the time. But God is. God chooses to take us to himself in baptism, in confirmation. He calls us like he calls Samuel and Peter to belong to him And he is faithful to us in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. And he will love and honor us all the days of our life. See, my beloved is mine and I am his. We belong to God. And God belongs to us. He is ours just as much as we are his. He has given us himself. And the more that we come to realize and to live by that truth, the more we find that true peace and joy that we're always looking for.